0: All right. hello and welcome to the latest episode of the belated box office podcast with your hosts pat and jeff we are going to be reviewing a movie as we usually do we have zero business doing so zero credibility um none of that shit has ever stopped us before so it won't stop us now and i think we watched an absolute classic but our opinions may differ about the quality of said classic pat why don't you tell everyone what we watched this week
1: no oh, i can't wait i knew you had stuff to say about this one and i deliberately didn't i didn't probe at all because i wanted to be surprised in the moment and i hope this one starts a fight
0: I you like know me. what i'm so glad you did stop it because i was so ready to just text you a whole bunch of shit after watching the movie You'd be like oh this and that and this and yeah no you that's you put it down real nicely you weren't rude about it you weren't like fuck off until the podcast but... <laughs> no i was just like <laughs> yeah
1: we'll get we'll get into it and get into yeah. it we will because this week we watched serpico uh released in 19 19- yeah <laughs> serpico <laughs> yeah,
0: this, is a, this is a beer movie yeah.
1: it was released in 1973 by paramount pictures and stars al pacino it was written by waldo salt and norman wexler and directed by sydney lumet So what we're dealing with here is uh, this is a movie based on the true story of Frank Serpico, who was a police officer in uh, 1960s New York City. uh, And his singular focus on uh, blowing the whistle on police corruption and vice racketeering in the NYPD led to the formation of the Knapp Commission in 1970. And uh, I wanted to... I, I wanted to keep track of, like, the flow of the story here because a lot of it was, like... Very like scene to scene, especially in a big middle chunk, it it, mm-hmm. it kind of blended
0: together a little bit. So that was hold on, just before you go, that I think that I think was one of the biggest problems in the movie.
1: Yeah, that it kind of like the the story progression felt stale for a bit.
0: Well, it was that, and it was kind of all over the place. Like all of a sudden, one from one scene to the next, it could be twelve hours or two years, and
1: that's, they never really did a good true.
0: job breaking that down. But yes yes that's yeah
1: so i do have a little bit here i uh i went over just to kind of like get some bullet point which i haven't done in a while but i used to do a lot but just some bullet points of uh, certain plot points in the movie and based on the real life uh um events of uh frank serpico's career in the nypd this uh we're looking at between like 1959 to 1971 somewhere from there basically um we begin kind of following him as he starts out as a as a new recruit uh and is a patrolman in the eighty first precinct. Uh he then does a two year stint in the Bureau of Criminal Investigation and finally ends up as uh where we spend the most time with him is when he's a plain clothes uh officer. And I think a detective at that point. Uh he when he's a plain clothes cop.
0: Shield. I think gold shield is detective. I mm-hmm. think he was basically he wanted to be detective, obviously, but uh, I'm pretty sure he was just an undercover.
1: Right. Yeah, that's true. Undercover, plainclothes cop. Um, and well he's uh, gathering evidence and also gathering a uh, progression of facial hair, um, which is, I like how um, he starts off with a mustache and the mustache evolves into a handlebar, then a goatee, then eventually a full beard. And then the beard just fact? gets gnarlier and gnarlier.
0: Here's a fun fact. That I love I, I, a fun
1: fact. The funner, the better.
0: They, they had to shoot it backwards because of his facial hair.
1: Oh, because he he'd keep his shaving?
0: <laughs> As the movie was going on, they did it backwards, the shooting, so they could have, like, the I facial was hair. Wondering,
1: I was wondering, are we doing a fake beard situation? That seemed the most logical, because then they could shoot out of it. Usually, you're shooting out of order, but here they just literally shot the, the whole movie backwards.
0: Yeah, just, you know, you're going to get this part. You just got to grow your hair out. We're going to see what it looks like in a year and we'll work backwards. And, um, wow. No, it was, it's interesting. He looked, he didn't look that bad with a beard. Oh, man. He looks fantastic in this movie. Should have been more movies where he had fucking full on
1: beards. The beard, the you know? hair, the earring, the fucking clothes. I was watching this like, man, I, I could pull off some 1960 shit, but I, I probably couldn't. But the funny like, thing is, is
0: like, you blended in because he wore very different undercover clothes than the other guys, right?
1: Yeah, that was his whole thing that he goes in uh, goes He's on about. He's like I want to keep my beard. I want, you know, I uh, the, uh, these these cops mm. don't know what's going on in the street and everybody knows they look like cops, so he just becomes the most crunchiest granola-looking hacky sack enthusiast you ever did see. And it's uh it's something.
0: <laughs> it was incredible. I'm going to give him that. And uh, yeah, I remember that when they're like, you got to shave that mustache. And then he goes in and gives this whole spiel about how he's like, I want to make detective. And uh, I know how to read the streets and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Street smarts.
1: Uh, but to get through these bullet points, I guess, so we can get into it a little more. Um, while he's kind of gathering evidence and, uh, and learning how deep this corruption goes, um, there's rising tensions, uh, between him and his fellow officers as they, they're becoming increasingly more hostile to him. Um, at one point, uh, he reveals to his captain that he's uh, reported uh, his claims to outside uh, outside departments. In particular, the mayor's office, I think, is the main place he goes. Um, yeah. And then eventually, he, he goes and, uh, and and tells the, everything to the New York Times. So, he gets a lot of trouble with the captain then. But that's uh, the only point where he's kind of put in touch with the rest of the brass to actually relay his story this is around when they form the nap commission because they kind of realize mm-hmm. they can't ignore him anymore um I mean the whole time he's doing this like the they're just trying to shut him up like the first time he comes forward with his uh with with that one bribe that he received his his uh, superior officer is like you better just take it and just forget about it like there's gonna be problems for you if we report this and he's like oh shit
0: yeah I think that was, uh, yeah, everyone's just telling him to donate it to charity. Like, you know, just, oh, if you don't want it, just give it away. Yeah. But we're taking it.
1: <laughs> but then the Captain, Captain McLean, I think, is the one character who's, uh who I wasn't a fan of it at at, at a few points. He's like, he's like encouraging Serpico to like not take money because he doesn't want to take any of the dirty money. He's encouraging him to keep, uh, keep gathering evidence and he's kind of promising him like dangling the carrot in front of him like yeah yeah eventually this is going to come to a head we're going to get your statement something's going to be done it never is and then as soon as he finds out he's gone elsewhere right because he's because he's worried for his life that another cop's gonna gonna do something horrible to him he's fucking pissed that's when they're basically like okay come tell us your story but also we're assigning you to this narcotics department (laughs) which basically basically he gets the idea that it's like a, a walking death sentence. So like you're well, they, gonna be dead. They
0: foreshadowed that so well. They did. You know what I mean? Like and and even still they was like you're going to Narcs so like, there's a lot of doors to go through and earlier in the film they were talking about uh so the other cops you gotta worry about. You know, they ask you to go first, kick in a couple doors. Eventually you're gonna kick in the wrong door.
1: Yeah. They're basically yeah. like these cops uh, they like they're pissed at you and they don't have to do anything themselves. They can just not have your back at the opportune yeah. moment. Which is what happens during a drug raid. He's uh, he's the first one, first and only one in the door, and he gets shot in the face with mm-hmm. uh, with a twenty two, but he survives. Then uh, in nineteen seventy one, uh, he testifies in front of the NAP commission uh, before uh, he retires from the force and uh, moves to Switzerland, and that's kind of the <laughs> whole cool story.
0: It, you know what? I didn't know it was a like a biopic. Mm-hmm. until the end like until i looked it up a little bit more and uh when it's like yeah and then he just retired and moved to switzerland i'm like it seems like a really lame cop out of an ending like i thought go out with a bang
1: <laughs> oh so well you're watching the movie you didn't even realize it was it was no true.
0: no i had no idea i didn't read it i just went in totally blind right
1: i saw i think just in like the the video description as i'm like renting it on prime i saw it's like the true based on a true
0: story and i was like oh i don't i don't think i knew that really i'm almost glad i didn't know it until later because it did give me a couple of different ideas i'm like really the switzerland thing was kind of like that's a really fucking boring way to end such a great film yeah um <laughs> yeah
1: just to have an and to do it in a text crawl too right it says like frank serpico retired from the
0: force in 1972 and i was he's, gonna bring up you know how i hate text crawls i'm like that was just a lame-ass text crawl right he's in switzerland now
1: yeah so okay, so I'm glad you brought up the whole biopic uh, side of things because I got I got some stuff to say on that for sure. But before I do, I just want to say that um, I didn't. I'm glad we watched this one. It's not really been on my radar on my list as something to watch, but I'm I'm pretty glad we watched it. Like I I knew very little about it. I didn't know how much of like a classic it was considered. Um, mm-hmm. Basically, the only thing I knew about this movie I knew from uh that one episode of always
0: sunny in philadelphia yep (laughs) you know exactly what i'm talking about i got my aspiration to put this on the list which i (laughs) okay that's good to know immediately after
1: the movie i put that episode on and i was like i'm gonna need to do research on this one here where charlie's (laughs) like i'm gonna do i'm gonna do a serpico thing i'm gonna do an al pacino and serpico thing they're like we don't care charlie (laughs)
0: fucking wild card
1: man and if th- that really set my expectations because this is something we keep running into uh because because our whole goal is to watch you know older movies that are considered classics usually um right
0: every every movie that someone's like i can't believe you haven't seen that or, oh it's an absolute classic you know? yeah and,
1: and one symptom of that is you'll see parodies of it a lot more before you actually see the actual thing so you'll realize kind of what's what you have this flashback moment like, oh, that joke from The Simpsons was saying this about this movie that I never yeah. got around to see until now. In this case, like, that episode of Always Sunny, I was expecting it to end because because it ends with him putting, you know, he's got the recording that he puts in the envelope in front of uh, City Hall. Mm. He's like, okay, Mr. Mayor, let's see how you like that spin doctor's tape. <laughs> and then he like... I think he like jumps and like fist pumps in the air, and it, the episode ends in a freeze frame.
0: <laughs> of course, it does. Yeah. So as
1: soon as I'm watching the like towards the end of this movie, I'm like, as soon as he starts looking like Charlie did in that episode, I'm like, okay, so he's gonna go give his give all his shit to the mayor. Like when they're go like the mayor's office, I'm like, okay, he's gonna give him the spin doctor's tape. Like this is where it happens, and that's not how it ends at
0: all. The not none of that. No. No, but you know what, that's a great point. Yeah, there's there's so many times I've seen something and I just I know about the movie through a reference, but I'd never seen the film. Exactly. I think American American Beauty with the trash, like the guy's recording the trash floating in the air. I only knew about that film because of Family Guy. Uh, you know, for me it that-
1: was not another teen movie. Oh really? But that was a parody of <laughs> tons of movies like that. Actually we were just yeah. talking about uh you know just to, to give away how the hot dog is made the after hours episode you're going to hear next week that we just recorded before this uh you know not aptly named the after hours sometimes the
0: before hours now
1: but we want... were talking about meet the spartans i uh you were talking about how how awful that was i actually um mm-hmm. when 3 i remember uh when 300 was out and it was big Or this was a little after, anyways like 300 like, i thought was a great movie when it first came out i don't know if it would hold up now but when I was, like, 19 and, like, just loved violence, I was like, fuck, yeah, this movie's the best ever. And I I had a buddy who was like, he's like, I've never seen 300, and I'm never going to, because I've already seen Meet the Spartans. And then when (laughs) I tried to go back and watch 300, I couldn't take, I was just like, this is too goofy. This is too silly. Carmen Electra's ruined this for
0: me. Yeah, yeah, it was... um... It was funny watching it after having seen 300, because you're like, yeah, yeah, I get that. A lot of these jokes resonate. That is pretty funny. But uh, it was funny because I just watched it today, and yeah, I can like they had all these, you know how they referenced just the time, like Britney Spears was big when she was having a meltdown, and geez, uh... I McKay mean, fed. They kick him down the hole. They just end up kicking like everybody down this Spartan death hole. I'll, ta- I'll every- have
1: to take your word for it. <laughs> I don't yeah. know if... Uh... I don't know if I'm I'm in a hurry to cross that one off the list.
0: I'm gonna put it on the uh, the old bucket list for you there. <laughs> Gee, <thanks>. <laughs> <Letterbox>. <laughs> you don't know what you're missing. Wait, you uh,
1: hacked my letterbox account? Yep. You rated the <laughs> Boondock yeah, Saints well, two half a
0: star? You bastard! I was being generous too. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. <laughs> okay, so let's get back. I mean, like Serpico, right? Serpico. Um, Serpico. It's, uh, people like it. People like it quite a bit, man. IMDB gave it the lowest rating that I found. Uh, 77%. Rotten Tomatoes, uh, pretty nice. 91% by the critics, 88 by the audience. Metacritic, a little lower, but on par. Uh, 81% for the critics and 84% for the audience. So I think the audience kind of speaks for this one, right? Being a classic, I'm sure now since the internet is way newer than this film, um the audience is probably more on par with the reality of how the movie is perceived in my opinion sure um pretty cheap to make i guess uh 3.3 million in 1973 right wow that uh, is cheap it sounds cheap by today's standards i think like I feels like it would be you know, cheap by like, those
1: standards then
0: too like how much like are they paying million. al pacino i think it was like 20 million by today's standards Jeez, that's pretty cheap. But it it did well. Uh, People liked it. Uh, I got two different numbers. It was like in between. Basically, let's say it just made about twenty five million dollars gross. So for the budget box office, that's that's fucking hella decent.
1: Yeah. For those days, those Uh, are fine numbers. What about uh, there? There was a there was like some awards
0: buzz around it too, right? A little bit, some nominations. Um, the only one that really w- warranted anything was uh, Al Pacino, in my opinion. Um, he ended up getting one of the uh, Golden Globe awards. Uh, he was nominated at the Academy Awards and the British Ac- or Academy Film Awards, but he only really won at the Golden Globes. It's kind of sad because his acting was really good. So I'm curious who he might have lost to.
1: Oh, he's the be- he's the best in this movie. He's he's really the best part, and even though. There were some stuff, there was, I think I found plenty of stuff to like here, but
0: yeah, he's, uh, he's phenomenal in this. It was really interesting seeing Al Pacino play a cop trying to root out corruption. You know what I mean? Like just obviously from his other notorious roles as a mobster, it, uh, it was kind of neat seeing him play the other role, you know?
1: Yeah. And not only that, he's like the, the most lawful cop that, uh, that you could
0: be. Didn't that seem weird? Did it? You know what I mean? Like it's, kind of, it did seem kind of weird to me, just because it's like, did they really portray him as a guy? Like he must have had blinders over his eyes the whole time, right? Like until he's really into it, and finds out everyone's dirty. But like, yeah, his whole perception that like everything was so clean and pretty. Well, there was a bit of it, I mean, like, kind of like
1: a bit of it when he was like a patrolman, right? And the one that that one. Uh, the first kind oh, of was crime fighting rate museum rate do yeah it was with that he, raid uh, case
0: and yeah where he's like it's not it's on the border of our territory he's like i'm gonna take it i'm gonna take it so like obviously he's a good guy and he's signed up for the right reasons but uh yeah it did say, it just kind of seemed weird that he was just like i'm so surprised that any of this even happens
1: well it just seemed like he had uh yeah other than uh th- there's a little bit of surprise when the the one cop's beaten that one prisoner and right. And he's like, that's not my kind of fun. You can see some disillusionment there. Um, other than mm-hmm. that, I, I didn't really get like surprise or naivety from him. Like, I think the naivety kind of falls off pretty quickly. Um, and then he just really develops like a, like a, I don't give a fuck what people think about me. Like, and, and everybody thinks he's a fucking weirdo. Cause he's talking about ballet. He's got his yeah. little pet mouse and shit. And like, like he was said the to be
0: liked from the get-go right
1: yeah he was like at, at at first maybe he's like he's trying to be the clean-cut cop but like yeah then he, he just d- dispenses with being liked as soon as he kind of loses respect for uh the rest of the force so i just saw yeah basically not like disillusionment but i would say like a just uh uh just a, a, just a, a z- like a zero tolerance and like contempt there's just like all this contempt for anyone he's working with because everybody he works with either is dirty and trying to get him to go dirty or yeah. or just like like trying to ignore the problem like he's he's coming to them and they're just like you know if they're higher up the chain they're just like listen man don't make waves or like yeah yeah okay go do your thing and just stay it of way until that until whenever we'll keep transferring you or they're, yeah. they're just trying to put him on the back burner but like placate him by telling him what he wants to hear and make him as less <laughs> of a problem as possible And you can just feel the contempt coming off of him.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I think one of the problems for me was like the, uh, again, like what I said earlier, the whole like jumping in time frames. Like when he goes into the captain's office after he's been doing the criminal forensics for two years. Yeah. I was like, holy shit, he's been there for two years? Because like it just shows him he gets in. Like apparently he takes a course, gets in. And then all of a sudden it's two years later. And I think that's around the other time his girlfriend decides to leave him. And there was like a whole multitude of factors that really kind of threw it in there. But he did develop a complex, I would say, in like a sense that he was just, he just became hellbent on bringing this down. And uh, give him credit for that. Knowing, knowing it's a biopic now, I got to give the guy credit. But before, I was kind of watching it like, man, this guy's got problems. <laughs> did he not get enough hugs when he was younger? <laughs> but, so, uh, I don't. yeah. So it was interesting, like, finding out it was a biopic later definitely um, and i think a lot
1: cool. of the like a lot of the complaints that i would have about it because i want to be i, I want to be fair about like stuff that didn't work like there were chunks where i was pretty bored i think it doesn't get going until like halfway through um it, it shows them go through like two relationships in this movie there's the ballet girl and then the 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 other girl later neighbor. Uh, yeah and uh it shows him going from like the beginning of his police career and we watch him come up and uh yeah really until until he's like full serpico like with the full beard and everything and he's like and they're having him i don't know what it was like a hotel like salon room or something but when he's just sitting there and he's just like "Yo, got to well i don't even remember what he's saying he's like this is my life i've been in this for a year and a half and you gotta blow the we gotta blow the whistle on him and they're like
0: just well just for a little longer frank and yeah when he's sitting with like the da and the other two guys that are in like the special investigations unit exactly yeah and that's, I mean, that's when he's like, like anyways like they're they're literally just waiting for him to get killed
1: yeah this is this
0: is well into like his
1: self-destruction like when he can't there's a big self-destruction hell that he's that he goes on um mm-hmm. when uh, when all of his efforts are coming up futile after like years um which i think is great that's when pacino's the best that's when the story is like starting to get tense and like i really feel the stakes and i'm really enjoying it there was a lot of dead weight before that um do you think that was maybe a problem with shooting the film
0: in reverse
1: no what i you know what i think it comes from is the fact that it's a a a biopic or a biopic i think i say biopic but i think either either pronunciation is acceptable that's hotly debated but say what you want
0: Uh, you'll figure it out if people know what you're talking about it's good
1: yeah so anyway i think i think that's something like i saw this with a beautiful mind too was like when you're trying to take someone's whole life um or this is like this is like a a section of his life but when you're trying to like fit that into a narrative story a lot of it doesn't fit it's a clumsy thing to do and it feels like long beautiful mind had it the the opposite of this one where like the interesting stuff was kind of up front and the movie Mm could have ended a lot sooner but they were like well we still got more of this guy's life to tell so it kind of fizzles out at the end uh when it shows him getting older working at the university getting the nobel prize etc this one it's the kind of the the opposite where like it shows him kind of coming up and where how how and where he develops like his ideals or like or like really comes into espousing those ideals strongly enough at least that he'd uh he'd kind of uh like take this task on to expose all this corruption um but i feel like i didn't need as much of that as they were putting in there and they gotta have like you know his his relationships in there because that's what you know part of the real frank Serpico's life and stuff and and it yeah. just i, I feel like yeah i feel like if you were gonna gonna make a movie like this if this wasn't based on a true story i feel like if you were gonna make this movie because you just thought of it as a work of fiction it it would go against your instincts as a writer to to frame frame the story that way to structure structure the story that way so i'm thinking like if if we wouldn't do it for a work of fiction like why are we so beholden to doing it just because it's a biopic like part of me gets it but the other part of me is like man cut that dead weight just like change it up like change it more they're never accurate so just change yeah. it more to make it a good story
0: that's kind of fair but I'm, I'm gonna say this like i did find it important right like when he finds out like when he's first with the ballet girl and he goes to that party and he's like stop telling everyone i'm a cop then everyone loves him, right so like you kind of see this like whole disillusion against cops in the general public there but everyone likes someone they don't know but then when she leaves them she leaves them in a pretty rough way She's yeah. like, oh, by the way, my other boyfriend in Texas said he's going to buy me a bunch of shit. So, like, what's up?
1: Yeah. And that's it, he's right? basically and so, like,
0: marry me or I'm going to marry him. Because he was already on the fence about this whole thing is the way I saw it, right? Because he's kind of like, man, like, is it even worth fighting? And then all of a sudden he's got nothing, right? And he's just like, I got no girlfriend now. Like, she just left me and these all these cops are corrupt. And I was already obsessed with it to begin with. But now I've got nothing else to focus on. And then the other girlfriend comes in a little later, but he's already obsessed with this. Like he's been obsessed with this for so long. And again, this kind of it was kind of the problem with the jumping of the time frames. It's just like how long has he been or been in? And then all of a sudden, there's different scenes where he announces it, right? Like one and a half years or you know two years. And yeah, it's just, and you don't get a sense figured. of that.
1: Like it would be guesswork to actually figure that out. And yeah. I still wouldn't have a clear picture of it if I hadn't like just you know done a cursory glance at like I just. Went to Wikipedia and looked at like the events of of uh, Frank's or Poe's life, yeah. To just have a frame
0: of reference. For me, it was just like it kind of stood out because like I I hate when there's big jumps in time, so I notice when they say things like "It's been two years" and you're like, "Okay, well, hold on, what happened in those other two years?" Right? And then like, what are you cutting out? Because it's not like they they did like two years later or anything
1: like that. Literally, like he just walks into a room. Yeah. And it's been too
0: and suddenly we're to believe that it's been two like years. From one scene to the next. It's like he's driving his car and then he shows up at a park in the same car and he's like, It's been two years. Like, How <laughs> yeah, exactly. Long is that Drive, man. <laughs> but um that was, it was a bit of an issue for me. And but I do understand like the maybe you do write in the girlfriends as like a, a point, like a kind of like a, a turning point. Yeah. He's like a, there's a fork in the road, which way am I going? I could see that. I see, so I, can point, see them. I see the point.
1: I see the point with having it in the story. Um, I just think that like it's it's counterintuitive to structure the story this particular way. So I can see why they're doing it, and I can see that it does serve the story in a certain way. I just feel like if if we weren't tethered to it being a biopic, then uh, it it could have gone a lot like a lot more streamlined, a lot smoother, and the
0: movie wouldn't have felt as long. You know what I'm curious about? <laughs> this movie is only an hour and thirty minutes long.
1: It's not like it's
0: a three-hour-long movie.
1: It was longer than that. It wasn't super was long, it? but it was like two hours I feel like and it was... two no. hours and ten minutes, man.
0: Was it? I didn't feel. Did like you that. see?
1: Did you that see hundred and thirty minutes, and your brain went an hour and thirty minutes? I think,
0: I think that think might that be did. what
1: happened. I think it did.
0: Yeah, yeah that that yeah. was definitely a little little problem there. It happens. Oh boy. All right, <laughs> <laughs> math. That's great. It's over a minute. Um but no honestly, like it's not that long of a film. Not really, especially long, pilot, sure. Right? So like if you cut out those the girlfriends and that kind of scene there, what are you left with? You're probably only left with an hour and thirty minutes.
1: I think it'd be a little yeah, it'd probably be like an hour fifty, which is I think <laughs> is a great amount of time for a movie.
0: Uh like this. Fair enough.
1: Another point of criticism. Yeah. Um
0: I was so just this, trying to get over my math blunder. You
1: know? <laughs> <laughs> you're just you're just playing that in your head like it was oh, 130 yeah, like 100, minutes uh, stupid.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, carry on. I'll get over it.
1: <laughs> All righty. Well, yeah. I mean, this. Uh, I you know what I really wasn't a fan of was like the soundtrack to this movie, the score. I fe- I felt was like really overdone, really melancholic and emotional, even when it didn't need to be and most of the mm. time it like it did the exact opposite of what the soundtrack of a movie is supposed to do the what the score of a movie is supposed to do it was taking me out of it i was trying i was like trying to get immersed in the scene but the music was so like i i just found it was so ill-fitted that it was taking me out of it and i was like what is with this which is like the the opposite of what it's supposed to do it's supposed to help with the immersion like you're not even supposed yeah. to notice it most of the time it's just supposed to serve the overall mood but it was just going against the grain for me.
0: You know, I'm glad you mentioned that. This movie sounded like a spaghetti Western to me. Sort of, yeah. It, um, Things just didn't seem quite right. I and did again, like when they had... Actually, this scene, sorry, this, I just, like
1: this scene, sorry, I just... Sorry, Just uh, before you do, I just want to... Because it just came to me like, the music in that episode of Always Sunny was a lot better and felt like it would have suited a movie like this a lot more. It had like the you know the drums heavy on the (laughs) hi-hat and like uh some horns in the back like but up but up like a like a little bit of that
0: like kind of That's more like the 80s upbeat cop feel though
1: a little bit yeah but that's like i'm thinking like this that that would have maybe been a better fit
0: maybe that's just as what is what i was expecting the genre eventually right yeah when you want to see a cop flick now you want it to have like that kind of suspense like investigation but you know everything's going to be okay so it's like all happy high notes and everyone's happy this wasn't really a happy movie i guess not (laughs) no man i don't know how many times he had to tell all the brass and everyone around him he's like i'm literally gonna die like can you help me out and they're like "Uh, yeah we'll figure it out just Mm wait just wait a little bit yeah there were um, a few
1: scenes like that where it's like, it all serves the same purpose. So it, but it, it, was a little bit of backtracking.
0: Yeah. I don't, again, that's the problem with the biopics, right? Mm-hmm. How many times did he have to tell people? He's like, my life's in danger. Like everyone wants to kill me, even though I'm not taking, you know, like obviously they all found out it was a rat. That was a really interesting part of the film. Actually, when they all found out that he was talking to a grand jury and the way everyone treated him. Yep. Like he couldn't walk anywhere without somebody being like, You strapped up with a wire? they'd always feel him up or they'd tell him to go fuck himself and Yeah.
1: That's when he started carrying out that gun
0: with the extended
1: clip and stuff.
0: Fifteen rounds you trying to take out an army? And now America's just like seventy five round clips are bust. Freedom. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, high school kids. Jesus <laughs> <laughs> have more,
0: more firepower than Serpico did. <laughs> oh my god, that was that was something well (laughs) it is true though it was kind (laughs) of interesting to see like he gears up right and like the drug dealer has like what looks like a homemade pistol
1: yeah it was like like, very it it makes a very
0: small uh entry wound just a little 22 i'd assume right it's like it's a very small caliber like that's the only reason he survived so anyways yeah like if you're watching like he gets fucking shot in the face yep and then lives the makeup is kind of weird. I didn't understand. <laughs> I didn't understand like the time reference between when he got shot and when he was appearing on the grand jury, though. Uh-huh. It was, uh huh.
1: Because it's like
0: they, they they healed it like his face was fucked up, and then one of the next scenes, all of a sudden, it's just a little hole and a little bit of bruising around. It's a year and a and half. Then I think. Just, all of a sudden, he's like, "Yeah, my face is fine now. Not Close even a to scar." That.
1: It was it was late 1971 when he got uh, when when he um, testified. Um, I think it was April 1970 when he was shot. From Not what bad. I remember, I I tried to commit some of these uh, s- some of these actual dates of the actual events to memory because it really helped me fit this movie into a uh, into the proper hole.
0: That's fair. You know, I got to tell you out of the amount of times I'd heard somebody say like have you seen Serpico or other references I've seen nobody's ever mentioned it being like based on a true story. So for me walking in being like yeah, here's another classic film that everyone says you should see it was uh it had its ups and downs for me. I liked it, but I had some problems with it. And I think it might have been cleared up a little bit better if I'd known it was a a biopic. <laughs>
1: yeah definitely sets a different set of expectations um Mm. that's mostly what all i have um for uh for notes here um i think it was weird that a police precinct had an employee of the month uh on the wall i thought that was pretty funny um i don't know what the point was of the scene where he's talking to his mom in italian there's no subtitles and i'm like what the fuck is going on in the scene and it takes a little bit like it's a full scene i
0: thought my I thought my movie was
1: broken. I, was I like, turned ah, shit, on sub. I, I turned on subtitles, and yeah, then they reversed, and literally the subtitle said "speaking in Italian," and I'm like, "You fucking shitting me!" And it's like a whole exchange they have back and forth, and I'm like, it's, it's, "And she hands them something, and yeah, I feel like I, I was supposed like it to." Be important. It, that yeah. seems like it would be really important. Yeah. Yeah, no kidding. I feel like um, I was supposed to understand. I don't know no Italian. I haven't played Assassin's Creed 2 in a couple
0: years. i forgot sure forgotten that. Maybe I'll get an app for that and throw it on there. See what it means. Perhaps. <laughs> I I do gotta say, like it was um it was pretty wild to see because so like the whole idea of Pacino playing a cop, a really, really dedicated, honest cop, uh in a world of corruption was so on par, but it was neat to see him on the other side. But this was essentially a gangster film, right? Well, it's a crime film, for sure. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just... A crime drama. The way it came off, I think one of the reasons why, like, you could kind of see why he got so hellbent is that the cops were running some of the biggest rackets in the city, you could assume, right? Yeah, you didn't see too much of that. There was quite a bit, right? Like, you see them bring in the people, take the money, talking about who they bust and who they don't so they can keep their numbers up while still making money on the take. Like it was a really interesting window. Like, I'm not going to lie, and maybe the, the perception I had of him being naive was almost like a projection because I wouldn't have thought it would be that deep. Do you know what I mean? Like, I would understand a little bit of corruption, but like all of a sudden, it's like everybody? Everybody's making a shit ton of money and just... And they're oh, like, you've got to take
1: money or else how can we trust you? Yeah. Yeah, there was a yeah. lot of
0: it. I don't know. It was a. It was very interesting. Again, not knowing it was based on a true story, it's kind of like, "Holy shit, man! Cops are dirty as fuck." <laughs> <Like> New York <laughs> cops at that time were fucked up. Yeah, New York was going so, through a through a spell. Yeah. So, I, I, again, I really enjoyed the film for that. Um, yeah, there's a lot of good in here. It, it, I'm curious to see it,
1: how our how our ratings shake out.
0: All right. Well, you want to get to it. I, th- I think we're about there Would You right. like to go first absolutely um ups and downs like the movie had its problems i'm giving it a 2.35 and a three and a half oh all right
1: well that's uh that's fun i um you know similar assessment overall it won me over by the end of it i was like yeah that's definitely a passing grade i give it a
0: 2.37 oh shit did you just change it from 2.35 to 2.37 because you're like, I can't have the same rating? No. I don't know where no. you made up that rule. We can have the same rating. It's a, it's allowed. It's not, you might
1: want to be different or something.
0: I don't know. <laughs> I, no, I was think thinking of I, going higher, more
1: but more, I was like yeah. 237's fair. I, I had to rate it higher than Predator.
0: Yeah, yeah, but I don't know. Maybe that just speaks to the time too. Or the style of film, really uh predator is one of those all-out fucking action films this is a a much different film but the spaghetti western vibes really threw me for a loop like you said the sound the sound was weird man i didn't like the soundtrack
1: it was too loud too in addition to being like kind of out of place it was very loud it was like stepping on the dialogue
0: quite a bit did you notice the siren in the first scene was much louder than anything else yeah okay thought it was me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fix
1: your side, well,
0: movie. I think that's a fair assessment of Serpico.
1: There you have it.
0: I think it got its credit where its credit's due. Thanks to us.
1: Thanks to well, us, you night. now know what to think about Serpico. You're welcome. This has been your
0: daily dose of mind control from the belated box office. <laughs> now thanks you will send us money... i want to make my own serpico you are getting better (laughs) all right thanks for tuning in everybody don't forget to check out the after hours coming out a week after this episode that'll be a lot of fun catch you guys in the next one cheers